Hello and welcome to MiceCast with your hosts, Shaft and Mike. Say hi, Shaft. Hello. Uh, hello. Hi, Shaft. Hi, Shaft. Uh, so, how you been? I've been doing fine. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you how, for asking. How, how is October treating you? Well, October's not quite here yet, is it? No, October... Oh, wait. That's tomorrow, isn't it? <laughs> yes. I'm a, I'm a day ahead. I'm Well, because all my paperwork that I've been dealing with has You're been... You're wishing your life away. The end of the week review and everything, huh? Oh, well. How has September been treating you? <laughs> so far, so good. <laughs> so, good, good, done. good. Can you believe it? It's the last freaking quarter of the year. It's the end of the fiscal year. It's the yep. start of the new year. Well, for the feds and for some municipalities. and It's, it's the start of those that want to have go on capital projects and new things and now we'll see the end of the projects that they were trying to get rid of real fast and we'll see the new projects that are supposed to be coming up with this new year so oh because disney's on the same fiscal year as um the feds exactly uh, yeah the so. place i work their fiscal year is july 1st to june 30 like the uh, schools uh one of those government jobs yeah yeah so we're still uh, we're still chewing through old emails here. So if we haven't gotten to yours, don't fret. We're we're getting through them now. We're we're actually we're, trying to get through some of these subjects now. So feel free to send more, but we're getting through some of these uh, other ideas that we've gotten during the summer. Yeah, we're all the way up to June. This came on my birthday, actually. Oh yeah. Yeah, but ah, so is this your? Is this your birthday subject then? No, no. Oh, not okay. Because no one knows it's my birthday. Oh, okay. I haven't Just put check. it out there. Some people on the you know, on the Disney Podcast Network forums, there's a place where you can see everyone's birthday. I ah. have hidden mine because I'm embarrassed at my age. <laughs> Don't be embarrassed. No, be true okay. to yourself. Oh, okay, fine. Be true to your age. I refuse. So. <laughs> I refuse to grow up. I refuse to grow up, but uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm as old as I am, and a bit older than my teeth. So, all right. Anyway, shall we get to? Shall we get to it? Yeah, I bet, I bet okay. everybody's kind of wondering what here, the heck are we going to be talking about. Here, here is another email from Darth Vader, because you know we are an intergalactic podcast. Yes, we are. Um, he sent us uh, two show suggestions, and I'm only going to read the one. So I'm not going to read all the extra stuff he sent other than hello. Um, so here he goes. Okay, with the variety of music that is in the park, how much of an attraction's popularity is due to its soundtrack? Question one. Also, what do you guys feel is the best 10 songs that have ever been created for Disneyland and Disney's California Adventure? He puts in parentheses. You can do the top five there. I know some of the easy answers would be Pirates, Haunted Mansion, Tiki Room, and Small World. I would also like to hear this in a sequential order, like a top ten list going from the lowest rank to the highest ranked. I know this We is, need a drum roll for that. Yeah, uh, well. I know this is an older one, but I loved America Sings from back in the day. You can expand this to shows that are in the park now and those that have been discontinued. Alright, so first Oh what <laughs> irony too, I was listening to America Sings today. <laughs> really? Yeah, I came across a uh, old, old a uh, copy of it that uh, that I uh 
got a little while back, and it's like, oh yeah, this is the complete show. It's not the edited one. It's the it got a hold of a complete copy of it. There's all twenty so. some odd minutes of yeah, tr- all well, the transitions and everything. It's kind of cool. The Yankee Doodle transitions. Ah, oh, those are so fun. Anyway, yeah. um, so the first thing I personally want to address is the sequential order top ten list. Uh, okay. Well, I think we, we should address his first question. What was that first question again? Oh, all right. Well, I guess we can go back to that. The first question is, how much of Attraction's popularity is due to its soundtrack? Okay, a lot. <laughs> every sound, every attraction? Wait, no, no, yeah, no. Let's back this I, up. I'm, Let's I'm think. Gonna have to, I'm going to have to say every attraction, yeah, because that, that's an important is part there of an the show. Is there a popular attraction without a, sound, without a remarkable soundtrack? Well, without a remarkable soundtrack, I'm sure, but they're but they're memorable soundtracks. So, but I, you know, Steven Spielberg was talking about it once when he was uh, giving a uh, lifetime I think it was a lifetime achievement award to John Williams during the Academy Awards. You know, movies before there was dialogue, movies had music and, mo- yeah, and dude music playing a piano set- in the corner, yeah. Yeah, or you had an orchestra, or you had a uh, cylinder that would play. And the music set the mood for the show. It gave you the villain, it gave you the hero. Even during your melodramas, when you had stage plays, like your uh, melodramic plays that we seen at the Birdcage Theater and whatnot, uh, the music sets the mood for the show. And the same thing goes with the attraction. The music sets the uh, mood for the attraction, and... If it's going to be a popular attraction, music definitely has a huge key in that one. Okay. But there has to be... Okay, because see, some shows are musical in nature, right? Country Bears, America like Sings. Like America Sings, yeah. America Sings, okay, you know, the music was kind of... Uh, yeah. You know, the centerpiece. I mean, you were there to see them do musical things. Right. Um. You know, pirates. Um, ever since they added the movie soundtrack stuff, I think it's completely changed the tone of that attraction. Uh, you know, it's gone from it's gone from you know uh, Earl from Trapped on Vacation put it best. It went from oh no, you know oh pirates, this could be fun to oh no, it's pirates. You know, be careful now. You know, much more yeah. spooky or you know whatever. Um, yeah, you got that. Swashbuckling, bump, 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 bump. Yeah, going through uh, there. But I'm trying to think um, of attraction that may be popular. Okay. Yeah, but let's let's take a look at pirates. Let's look at the song that's still the the not only the key song that started with the pirates, uh, written by uh, Existencio. Yeah. yeah. Um, who he himself was? He is not a music writer. He was a uh, a artist, uh, an, uh, animator, illustrator, um, and he was working on the project, and he was saying, you know, we really need something on this, something that will pull it together like a song, and Walt looked at him and goes, okay, <laughs> hey, write, write it, X. <laughs> <laughs> well, and X jokes about that's when the last time he suggested anything. <laughs> well, okay, let's... And other people suggest things. Let's take, let's take uh, popular but, but tracks... But I was going to say that that song, "Yo Ho Yo Ho," that became such a centerpiece. I mean, that's everybody knows that song. I well, mean, that part of it anyway. It's it's hit the, re- the rest of the lyrics. <laughs> the rest of the lyrics people myrtleize. Yeah, 
Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. Everybody knows I mean, that. Everybody yes. knows that it's hit pop culture. Uh, they use that in the friggin' movies too, because that was that was such a key centerpiece to the attraction. That part of the music. Well, it's a great tie-in to the attraction. Um, well, I was gonna say there's been popular attractions without soundtracks, so the soundtrack could not have been a way to make it popular. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to think of one. Space Mountain. Space Mountain had no soundtrack for how many years? Yeah, that's true. And I kind of actually am disappointed with the sound. I mean, let me back up. It's a great soundtrack that's on there now. But it just... Yeah, I do remember Space Mountain with the sound effects more than the music track. Well, there was no speakers have... in the in the cars. When they put the speakers Not... in the cars... No, there was no speakers in the cars, but you had speakers inside the attraction. Correct. So you heard things. some zooms or the, the the chocolate chip cookie sailing by, or yeah, and they're in the little reverb and the 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 doingy and all that type of stuff. Yes, but when it, what year did they? Was it ninety eight? Was it the ninety eight uh, that they put the Dickdale surf punk stuff in there? I want to say it was just a little bit earlier than that. I think yeah. they were, uh, well, Rock and Roller Coaster started it, and they uh, that was one of the reasons why they did it was because Rock and Roller Coaster was so popular. I don't know. I I like I like the surf the surf guitar the Dick Dale stuff better than what they got now. But anyway, the Space Mountain was popular without a soundtrack. Yes, I will agree with you. Matterhorn was probably popular without a soundtrack. Wait, wait. Matterhorn has the soundtrack down the station. Okay, and as you're going, the, 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 as you're going, the yodeling, yodeling, yes, yodeling, yes. But when you're so. on the ride, do you hear yodeling? No. <coughs> no, you hear other people going. Aah! And 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 then the Yeti scream. Well, that's since '83. Um, yeah. Let's see what else. Who else? Uh, trying to Pardon think. Pardon me as I uh, get this adult beverage out here. Oh, real quick. Thought you were going to yeah. quote some Blazing Saddles there for a second. Um, quench my thirst. It's a hot evening out here. Um, it, did you notice that it was only supposed to be like eighty-five degrees out here in Anaheim, and we broke a hundred? I swear. Oh gosh, that, it was freaking hot in Riverside. Let me tell you. Um, did you get any rain out there? No, there was some um, threatened rain yesterday, but nothing. But it was a little on the humid side. We had thunder bumpers hanging around and stuff. We had rain, we had thunder, we had lightning. Um, if I uh, understood the news correctly in the morning, we actually had a couple of lightning strikes in Anaheim. So that was kind of cool. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm, I'm going through my head, mentally Fire. thinking of a popular track. Is Jungle Cruise? Would you consider well, Jungle you got... Cruise a popular attraction? Yes, and you There's... had a popular song. It was Where's the Bathroom Key? What? Where you do know, you think... you, got, you get all the natives dancing around that fire there. They're going, hey, 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 going through the whole thing, and they're asking where the bathroom... That's what the skipper always told us, that they're asking where the bathroom key is. Okay, but as you're rolling through that attraction, there's no music bed. Okay, no music going through okay. there. No, it's all sound effects. So how much is due to its soundtrack? So there's some attractions that are popular without... Well, we should say musical soundtrack, because you still have a soundtrack... It's just that it's sound effects. Okay. Hey, 
It's there. You can nick you it. Point it out. You can pick a nit all you want. Um, hey, I don't see. pick it. I I'd say splash. It's important. Mansion's important. What I like about mansion is is that the song is the same. It just played at different speeds. Now, are you talking about the original mansion or the one they redid it? Now, I'm not talking about. Um, I'm not talking about uh, nightmare overlay. music soundtrack. But I'm talking that Danny Elfman went back and redid the original. Uh, Haunted Mansion soundtrack kind of boosted it a little bit, brought a more orchestra, larger orchestration into it. Oh no, I, I'm I'm talking in a general sense that as you roll through the various portions of the mansion, the sound the the you know the Grim Grin and Grow soundtrack is still going, it never yeah. changes, but it changes in speed, and a bit I guess in orchestration for want of a better term. Yeah, orchestration. But, but the song is completely the same throughout. Yeah. Um, but you don't notice that it's the same because of the change they do it. Unlike Pirates, that once you get into the yo-ho part of it, it's the freaking same throughout, you know, from yeah. perspective. Um, well, you got the bum, 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 The harpsichord part there down yeah. in the caves, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'm sorry. We got we understand. We're we're hitting a new low tonight. Yeah, I have to ask you know what you do with the money. It's all that money that you know gets sent in. What can I say? Um, so, but you know, most of I would guess. You know, high percentage of stuff that has a music bed, the music's important to set the tone. Yes. Because there, but there are some popular tracks out there that have no music bed to them. Yeah, but I, I think that was also kind of a, I don't know, I don't want to say a revelation, but kind of a re renewed interest into the music when Eisner came in in the 80s. You take a look at the uh, stuff that started coming out in the 80s and into the 90s. Uh, music definitely started playing an important role. And even going back to uh, some of the attractions and, well, adding music to it, like Space Mountain and whatnot. But uh, what was it? Uh, American Journeys. I mean, James Horner did the uh -huh. music to that. And um, I'm trying to think of what else he did. He did a couple He did a couple attractions for us, if I remember correctly. But, I mean, music just became a, a much more, not an afterthought. It was part of the planning process. In a lot of the attractions. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Uh, planned, planned in to be part of the attraction. You know. So. Oh, Epcot Center. Epcot Center. Huge amount of uh, thought went into uh, the music. I mean, heck, American Journeys alone. Major, you know. Oh can't, yeah! You can't listen to that music without a tear coming to your eye. Yeah, it's very, it's very patriotic and grand. Um, and yes, of course, the the so-called second stringer actor film over in Canada uh, that <laughs> I I like a lot. <laughs> the peelist. I, you know, I I, I second stringer. Yeah, I, 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 I was looking back at that show, and I'm going, you know, some of. The, 
how how can you say second string actors? Some of these are very very good actors. They just you know they they don't have those flamboyant parts, but the parts you know parts they carry are tremendous parts. Um, I like that movie a lot, and I like the uh, music for Canada. Same thing even in uh, China. And yes, dare I say France? The music that went into Epcot, there was a lot of thought that went into the music. The whole uh, uh, yes. Uh, what am I trying to say? The, I don't know. The entire park, every attraction. I mean, even you take in the a, toilets. Hmm? Even in the toilets. Even in the toilets, the music to the toilets and the beans. They have musical uh, fruit. No, that there's an inside Disney podcast network joke about pooping music. I guess some future world music is piped in one of the toilets on the on the east side. Cool. So it's called. But I mean the uh, cl- the uh, the collage music that they have at the entryway of Epcot. I loved it, and then when we brought it into Tomorrowland for a while. I thought it was the greatest thing, having that music in Tomorrowland. Just really set a particular type of mood. Lots of BGM or background music is supposed to do. Yeah, but I mean, that's what a good attraction music does, too. It sets the mood for the attraction. Sure. And and it does it without you knowing about it. Right. Except for Roy Clark over at the Lands Pavilion. You don't remember that one? No. That remember the uh, land land pavilion? Yes. Let's listen to the land. The music. I thought, the Epco- uh, you mean the boat ride? The boat ride. Uh, it's not Roy called Clark- living with the land. I forget what it's called now. I was listening to the land. It's not listening to the land anymore. Well, it used to be listening to the land, and I was Roy Clark sang the song during the Epcot opening special. So. Oh. <laughs> no, I've missed that. Should we should we move on to the second half of the question? The harder part, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, what's the harder part of it? Well, top ten list. Top ten from lowest list. rank to the highest. Music best ten songs that have ever been created for Disneyland and DCA. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to get them in the proper order. I can I can name what I would consider probably my favorite songs, my favorite music. Uh, created for Disneyland and DCA. Created for Disneyland. Oh, so I can't use any Epcot songs? Correct. There's no, there's no mention here of that Florida crap. Oh. What Florida crap? It's good crap. <laughs> um, Disneyland and DCA. And for, for crying out loud, Richard, you're there five days a week. You should... Of course, this is attraction music, I guess. Oh, yeah, but do you, they, do you, they... you, kind of, you kind of push it out the back of your mind when you... Listen to it every day. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but I have I, I have my ideas, and I'm pretty sure they're going to overlap. Well, what's what's your first one? From the lowest rank to the high. You want the highest ranked or lowest well, rank? If if you have the lowest to the highest, I I can't uh, no, go. I, I can't. can't figure out a rank. I don't but. do that. I as we do as we talk about this, I could probably start ranking them if I write them down. What, what's if, your first thought? For Disneyland. Um, Music created for Disneyland. I'm going to say Disneyland. I'm going to say Fantasmic. Fantasmic is excellent music. I like that yes. music in there. The entire so, soundtrack. But, you know, 
but I don't know if it's number one yet for me, but I'm, I'll write it down. Fantasmic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do like that. I especially like the uh, the beginning of the show, the way it opens up with just the sound. And when you're sitting there, I'm trying to remember how it was when I was over in Florida at the uh, Disney Studios. And I don't think it has quite the same... For those of you that have been in Florida, you get to sit in that amphitheater and watch the show three miles away. <laughs> you know, I've never well, for, seen Fantasmic in Florida. Too many people have told me it's not worth on, my time. <laughs> honestly, I got to tell you, it's a good show, but it really does. I'm sorry, it pales in comparison to the show we have at Disneyland. Big reason is, again, it's a built in amphitheater that was designed expressly for this show so you have a you, you don't have any of the natural obstacles that have to be overcome you're you're sitting in a regular amphitheater you got this little river it looks more like a moat that goes around between you and the stage the stage is over on the far side and you got this very tall mountain that's on the back of the stage and for the most part it's the same show they do have a couple modifications. They have a Pocahontas scene that goes on there, and you have the canoes that come out onto the river, and the Indians go up, and they end up, you have John Smith and Pocahontas climbing up, or I guess John Smith's climbing up on the wall. And you got the whole little goodie there. But, again, you're sitting in this chair, and if we, where we were back about three-quarters of the way up in the audience, you got... It's like watching football at the L.A. Coliseum. If you're not within the first ten rows, you're half a mile away from the field. And that's kind of the way you feel on this. It's way over there, and it's up on this hill, and you feel like you kind of need binoculars to see the performers some of the time. Anyways, so then they have their dragon is not below ground like ours is. Their dragon comes out of the mountain. The cave opens up in the, ma oh, the mountain. And I've heard it's a backhoe. And then when Mickey comes out on the top, he comes out the top of the mountain. And again, he is way the heck over there. Um, I can tell it's Mickey because I can see the blue hat and the red robes. And it looks like maybe white gloves on. So I'm going to guess that oh, and it's big round circles near the blue hat. So I'm guessing that's Mickey Mouse over there. But it is way over there. And then the thing that just floored me to no end. I could not believe this. The riverboat comes out. <laughs> I've heard. The riverboat comes out for the finale of, of Fantasmic there at the Disney Studios. It is a cardboard cutout riverboat. And it has one of the, I, I want to say, um, I want to say it was Clarabelle, but I don't think it was Clarabelle sitting in the back of the boat spinning or i think donald's spinning the the dry the paddle wheel in the back of the boat not that that's driving it but i'm just saying this looks like some little color form fun that we did with this show okay all right now, so for those that haven't had the experience here in california that that's all you've seen the show in california is done in New Orleans Square, which is essentially where uh, Frontierland would be in the Magic Kingdom. Just picture the Fantasmic show on Tom Sawyer's Island 
with the big river and all you, in the entire audience is standing in the street along the parade route watching the show from Richard. Frontierland out there. Richard. The what? Okay. I I don't want to, you know. No, I'm I'm just pay, I'm just you, you, you picturing this. Yeah, but but see <laughs> just about everyone listening has seen one, one of them the live other. and the other one I, on video. <laughs> I I I want to I want to really when we bring a riverboat out in this show on the finale. How about the freaking Columbia as a pirate ship? How's that? But see, that's a big, that you can't. They don't have that they, there. They don't have that. They have Pocahontas there for that. And canoes. Show. Okay, so but the, what? Get to but the point about the, the music. Out, we bring a real friggin' riverboat out. We don't bring this cardboard. <laughs> it's the Mark friggin' Twain coming around the corner. Okay. With a, and, and the steam is just coming. I mean. They, they yeah, go they're hauling ass, yeah. And you, and you can hear, when you're sitting there by the docks as that boat's coming past, you can really hear the steam blowing out of those uh, stacks because they, they got that thing at full. Uh, they're running some pretty good power going through that sucker. But what I was starting to go through the whole thing was the beginning of the show, the music kind of twists between the speakers going through New Orleans Square. Yes. It starts off on one speaker and then twirls up onto the speaker up front. It's like a, tw- I swear, it's like an 18 or 20 track recording. And they have it on all these different separate speakers. So the music is surrounding you and encompassing you. It's not just starting on all the speakers at one time. It's just the swirl going around you. And I don't remember seeing hearing that over in the Fantasmic at Disney Studios. Okay. And then, of course, the real friggin' riverboat as it comes around with the <laughs> fireworks on that. That I love. I just love those uh, sparklers coming off the side of that boat. So. All right, so I'm assuming we overlap on that fantastic choice then? Yeah, we'll definitely overlap. I do like the music. All right, well, then you go now. Well, Best 10 songs ever created for Disneyland. Bringing up the uh, bring up Fantasmic I, reminds me of the soundtrack that they sold for Fantasmic, which also had another song on it. Now, it wasn't re- written exclusively for Disneyland because it's an old song, but it was reorchestrated for Disneyland using synthesizers, and that's the Bro Down oh. for the Main Street Electrical ding, 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 Yeah, ding, 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 it's, a, it's an old song, but it was reorchestrated for that, and then yeah, all yeah. the other things that were added to it. I have to put that up there on my list as well as the Main Street Electric Parade. Again, another very, very memorable song. Yeah. Now, of course, if there was another person here, he would argue that, well, that whole thing started over in Florida because they had the water parade out there. It's like, I'm sorry, no, the Main Street Electrical Parade was California after the water parade in Florida. Yeah. No, that's a good choice, Main Street Electrical Parade. Um, Let's see. Ten songs ever created for Disneyland. See, now I'm trying to think. Um... How about? So I'm thinking of background music loops too, but those aren't to, those aren't necessarily created for Disneyland. The musical pieces are. Oh shoot! I know one. Hmm. Soaring over California. 
I was waiting because I was going to go. If you didn't say it, I was going to. Well, yeah, it's kind of like our theme song. I guess I should have said that one first. You idiot. <laughs> yes, Jerry Goldsmith. Is that who that, that did that song? That, Jerry that's Goldsmith. who wrote that song. Jerry Goldsmith wrote that song for exclusively for uh, that attraction. So very fun. Did oh 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 oh. Guess who was staying at Disneyland? This last weekend, Jerry Goldsmith. Speaking, no, that would be a really neat trick considering the man dead. Okay. Well. No, this is another person that I even had to confirm it. Uh, I'm going. I thought he was dead. No, he was very much alive. Um, Composer? Nope. Soaring over California reminded me because this this is one of your aviation heroes. His name is up there in Soaring in, over California, and tripped me out that I'm going, don't you know okay. who this person is? Go was just soaring over California. As, How many people don't know this name? And I had to send him over to soaring. His friggin' name is sitting up there in the, on one of the banners. As a pilot? As a pilot. As a war hero. An aviation legend. Oh, uh, Chuck Yeager. Nope. Older. Hmm. Older than Chuck Yeager. Yes. He was Chuck's boss. Not directly. He was never Chuck's boss. Crossfield? No, Crossfield passed away, too. Oh, Crossfield shoot. was Crossfield was also a civilian, too. I understand, but, you know, they all went, they're all, they were all up there doing the same thing. General James Doolittle. Jimmy Doolittle's still alive? Jimmy Doolittle's still alive, and he was visiting <laughs> us this weekend. I didn't know that he was still there, alive. There was a convention... The what is it? The International Society for Test Pilots had a convention at Disneyland, and he was the guest of honor. How did he look? And I, I, you know, I didn't get a chance to go see him, and I really, really wanted to go bug, bug, you know, sneak my way over there. And I would definitely say he is one of the people. You know, Disney, you're always trained. You, you don't treat them any differently. You give them proper respect. You give them the space and everything. I'm sorry. That is definitely one person I would want to go up to and just shake his hand to be able to say, I shook Jimmy Doolittle's hand and say, thank you for all the work you did for aviation. Thank you for all the work you did for this country, yeah, and, both and, in aviation and for the war effort. And, and, and thank you for getting Japan off our ass. Yeah, right <laughs> off the get-go. Right off the get-go. So, um, yeah, definitely an aviation legend there. Wow. He was an aviation legend before World War II, and then he just added on to it afterwards. So, yeah, I was trying to tell all these kids, you know, anyone under 30, who? I'm going. Well, they should know that they've seen Pearl Harbor, Michael Bay's masterpiece. Yeah. They it, tell it, them Alec it, Baldwin. Yeah, I tried <laughs> to tell them Alec Baldwin, which, of course, you know what the, the big funny thing about Alec Baldwin playing Jimmy Doolittle. Alec Baldwin's about six foot three, and Jimmy Doolittle's about five foot nine. So <laughs> yeah, well, everybody was you know little back then. So but, all right, yeah. so all right, so I claim Soren. Okay, us... I will give you Soren. So I guess it's my choice now. I yes. have to pick up. Um, well, I'm going. I'm going to go for another easy favorite, and I'm trying to remember who wrote it. And I'm. 
you know, I can't remember if it was Jerry Goldsmith or if it was James Horner or if it's, and I, I'm going to be wrong no matter who I say it was the composer of it, but I'm going to go with um, Golden Dreams. I think that's James Horner. I, I think it's James Horner as well. But I'm going to go with Golden Dreams. Now, I got to say, this is one of those things that, I don't know, I, I'm kind of prudish about that there was a period that Disney always felt like you have to add it was necessary to add words to a song. You can't just accept the tune for what the tune is. And you know, I guess I might, maybe I've meddled a little bit because the song's not that bad. I remember when the song came out, maybe it was just overplayed because that was always the theme song for opening up California Adventure. And it, it just got, t I love the music but the song itself, the lyrics got tiring. But uh, I was watching the closing show of California Dreams. Tear comes to the eye right now. The show is gone. And uh, I was listening to that song again. And it just, you know, it had that same type of feeling, very similar type of feeling that you had at the end of uh, American, uh, the American Adventure where you're looking through that whole montage of yeah yeah pictures. Well, that's designed to it's it, yeah it's designed to the music's designed but it it is very inspiring music i like it a lot so there's my next pick is golden dreams hmm. especially when when howard hughes came up in the big bird <laughs> that was that was cool and of course you know the traditional walt disney photo has to be in there so yeah you know, because without him, they wouldn't have. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't be a California adventure. That's now, right. So. All right. Um, well, I'm going to say. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go easy and say. Because I already mentioned it. I may as well make it put it on the, the list here is the. The Dick Dale version of the Space Mountain soundtrack. You like that. Yeah. What makes wait what bring what makes that so special to you? Well, it was the first music they'd put in that ride. Start with that. Okay. Um and it was well timed to what you were, you know, you know, kinda going through, right? The you know, the long the build up as you went up the hill. And then a little bit of a kind of like a bridge suspension, you know, light music until you hit the, as you went up the next hill. Yeah. And then, you know, fully riffed into the hard charging music as you started making your way down the mountain. You know, the story is, is that when he was writing that music for that, there were, was a couple times he got to write it, carrying his guitar, playing it. On the attraction, I don't know how true those stories are. I just can't picture can't playing the guitar so on that thing, but it's a neat story. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun story. Uh, so you like the timing of it all? Yeah. Now, who'd you say wrote "Soaring Over California"? That was Jerry Goldsmith. That's Goldsmith. All right. Now, and I'm trying here's, to. Here's I'm trying to find. If, I'm trying to confirm that it's Horner that wrote, "Dream," you know, "Golden Dreams." If you notice this too, when you're standing in Condor Flats and you're listening to the music, you got all sorts of music. You got Last Starfighter out there. You yes. have Air Force One out yes. there. Yes. 
what do you have when you go into a Soaring Over California? You have Patton in there. You have, um, <laughs> uh, oh, what else? Um, the Blue Max in there. The songs really? inside. So uh, the songs inside the attraction when you're sit, standing in the queue are all Jerry Goldsmith tunes. That was part of the contract that no other music except Jerry Goldsmith music can be played as BGM inside the attraction. Say that again. When you're standing in the queue inside yes. soaring. Yes. And you got the BGM that's going on while yes. you're standing in line there. All of it has to be Jerry Goldsmith music. It can't be anybody else's music. In because there. he wrote the because he wrote the because attraction music. He wrote the attraction music. So that's what I was told by one of the guys that, w that was working on it. I was going, wow, you know, I had heard that Jerry Goldsmith had wrote the attraction, wrote the music for the attraction, and uh, noticing, yeah, you know, I, I know what this song is. I know what this song is. I'm, I'm listening to them all, and. He said, yeah, you'll notice every one of them is a Jerry Goldsmith tune that's inside huh. the attraction because that was part of the contract that he, if, you know, if he was writing the music, he didn't want anybody else's music inside there. That music from the right stuff out there and background music in Condor Flats. Outside in Condor Flats. Yes. Out in, the, in the land itself, but not inside the attraction. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hmm. So you go with uh, Space Mountain. Yes, it's Dick Dale. Yes. Okay. So I get to go next on this one. You know, I'm going to go with an old standby. And even though I threaten people with it all the time, it's still a classic. It still has so much meaning. And it's not a big orchestration, but it just has a lot of meaning. It's a small world. Oh. <laughs> okay. That's an, um, that's that music. That's earworm. Yeah, you know, I you know, I, I threaten people jokingly, of course. I would never really, honestly threaten a person. Well, maybe just one or two. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I always say, yeah, if you don't behave, you know, even though the attraction's closed, I can still find a way that I, I can teach you that song in five different languages today. Um. But that's just it. it. It is a staple. It is a song that everybody throughout the world knows. I, you know, Close Encounters had those five tones. Da 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 da. But everybody knows it's a small world after all. Maybe not in English, but it is in so many different languages. Even inside the attraction, that everybody the world over knows. You know what that song is and what it's about. I mean, that's a song that you learn in first grade. I mean, wow. they teach it in school. No, they don't. Did in my school. Oh, my kids well. learned, learned it. It was, a, it was a real quick little song. Did they go to Walt Disney School? No, they don't. Well. Uh, but they are in an Anaheim school district, so maybe that has something to do with it. Oh, my kids have not come home. It said that they learn it's a small world yet. So, what, what grade are they in right now? First. Okay, at the end of the year, and and I will hold all our listeners to this. <laughs> come June, come June, write us and ask, ask Mike to just go up to one of his children and say, "There's just one son, and 
and see if they can complete the sentence. Okay. There's just one sun and one golden moon. And a smile means friendship to... What is it? There's just one sun and there's just one moon. Anyway. Okay, Richard. <laughs> just start humming it, and they will pick up right off the word. I swear, just okay. start humming it. They will know what the words are to that I'm, song. I'm laughing at you and forgetting the lyrics. <laughs> so, you know, there's just one moon and a golden sun, sun. And, a and a smile means, means friendship to, to everyone. Okay. I'm getting it backwards. Just just one sun and a golden moon. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm listening to myself say that. <laughs> that don't sound right. That one golden moon. Jesus, it sounds like I'm talking about the end of days here. Oh golly. <laughs> well, that was fun. All right. Well, if we're gonna go down the classic row, then. Well, I'm. You know, I. I. It's. You know, it's a staple. It is one that is is a marker. You, you can't, just because we're annoyed of it, especially after sitting there for three and a half friggin' hours listening to it one time, when they had the 5K. Ugh. That was a mistake. Um, the, you know, just because, you know, we've kind of grown use and we're jaded by it doesn't mean it's not a good song okay you're so right okay all right so music created for disneyland um all right there's got to be people yelling at their ipods i'm gonna of course they're yelling at their ipods because well, we're not yelling back right now no 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 I, you know because i've thought of well, I was going to say, you know, Carousel of Progress has had, you know, two oh. songs. Yeah. But. No, it's only had one song because it wasn't the Carousel of Progress when I had another song in there. What was it? Oh, you're, are you talking about the redoing of Carousel when they well, moved it to Florida? No. Well. You're talking about America Sings. I'm talking about Carousel, period, regardless okay. of where. But, I mean, in Disneyland, Car it was a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. When it left, by the time it left, it was. It was still that song. I think you're right. When I went to Florida, they did the Now is the Time song. Now is the time. Yeah. Now it's the oh, best time annoying. of our lives. Okay. and But since then, they put Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow back in there. Yes. But I don't know if I, you know, because that, that song, eh, I don't know. I think it's pedestrian. Um, well, if you won't take it, I will. <laughs> well, then... <sighs> Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow, again, is in the same realm as It's a Small World. No, not no, no, it isn't. No. Yeah, it is. No. Yes. Because no, I'm, I'm sorry, but... Yes, damn it, it is. Six-year-olds aren't going to identify with Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow okay. like they're going to identify with It's a Small World. You're, you're absolutely right. And then right. when you're well, grown up with kids... <laughs> okay, it should. And when you're grown up with kids... You take your enjoyment out of seeing the kids get a kick out of It's a Small World. But Great it, Big Beautiful Tomorrow doesn't doesn't talk to six-year-olds. It talks to, you know, people a little older who, who's uh But it, 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 it spoke the truth of what Tomorrowland is all about. Okay, but Tomorrowland does not challenge you to think of the future anymore. And that's a mistake. Huge mistake. All right, so... 
Great. But we still have that as a theme song, not just for interventions, but for a number of different things that all involve Tomorrowland. And uh, and it still has the staying power as such. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. All right. That, that song doesn't impress me. It does me. And also, what do those two songs have in common between It's a Small World and Great Sherman Big Brothers? Sherman, Sherman Bro- Brothers. Sherman Brothers. Yes. Um, well, I think then I'll jump on the pirate bandwagon. Okay. No, I don't go. know about pirates. I think I would like. I think I like Mansion better. You like Mansion better? Yeah. Now I say it again. Which Mansion? What? Do you Which like? Man- the original, the revised, or do you like the holiday? Okay, overlay? no, I like the original, because okay. well, original slash revised because I really can't unless I hear them one after another, I'm not gonna be able to tell the difference, right? That's that is true. That okay. you're, that's true. Okay. But the what I like about the holiday is that they is that they pay homage to the original song. Yes, they do. So, but yeah, no, I'm the original mansion. Because I think the, um, well, while the pirate tune, catchy, right? The lyrics, yeah. funny. I just, I just like the, I like w- the way where the mansion music ends up going, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I will say I like the I like the uh, both the uh, ballroom with the birthday cake. Yeah. I like that area, and I like the graveyard. Oh, the graveyard's the best. Yeah, the graveyard with the statues, that's that's awesome. But see, what you don't get in the attraction, which is part of the song, well, yeah, I guess you get it when you're going up the, the the slide walk, right? The So hurry back, we would like your company. You only hear that at the end. Do you hear that okay. at the end? I don't remember. I have to go walk through the end. Um, I'm, I'm usually... Be, busy trying not to trip over the other people that are busy tripping over themselves getting out of the car. Okay. Out, out of the doom buggy. <laughs> the, and of the course, every, everybody everybody uh, is running up to go see Ooh, look, look, look at that lady up there. Hurry back. Yeah. Hurry back. So Little Leota. Hurry back. So hurry back. We would like your company. Yeah, that's that, I don't know if I can, if you hit, you, it's on the soundtrack. Where it's on the soundtrack. Where they're talking in ethereal. Uh, I'm gonna get the lyric here because I can't actually quite remember what they're saying. I just so hurry back. We'd like your company. I think is the way it ends. But what leads up to it? Uh, oh yeah, um, yeah. Mo- oh, okay, if you'd like to join our jamboree, there's a simple rule that's compulsory. Mortals pay a token fee. Rest in peace. The haunting's free. So hurry back. We would like your company. The, um, that is not usually heard inside. The, it's heard on the slide walk out, I want to say. Okay. Nah. I'll, I'll take your word at that okay, one. Okay, fine. Your um, turn. My turn. Doggone it. Um, you know, I'm going to go with one that's been around... It was there as part of the opening of California Adventure. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. I'm, I'm hearing the music, and it's uh, 
I'm gonna have to go get the CD so I can see what the name of this friggin' song is. Um, there was a stage production that was over there in the Hollywood back lot. Not drawn animation. No, 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 no. Stage show. The one that was at in the outside stage area over there. What's used to be the lame attraction of. Uh, yeah, I know what you I know what outdoor stage. Yeah, when you exit when you exit monsters, it's right there. They've done drawn animation yeah. there. Oh, drawn animations inside the animation building. Oh, okay. Then what? There's a show where they. Okay, I know what you're talking. Okay, you're right. Yeah, I'm sorry. And oh, doggone it! It it was very similar to. Uh, it reminded me a lot of Stomp because there's a there's a lot of uh, percussion to it, and. Oh, doggone it. Can't help you, dude. Uh, I need I need a lifeline. I, I like <laughs> to call my brother Max. Um, All right, here's a listing. Is it on the sound? It's on the soundtrack. You say, huh? It's on the soundtrack. Yes. All right. So here, uh, there's a DCA. DCA. Okay, hang on. Okay. Let's see. Uh, complete track list from the DCA on the edge feels all right. Which says Hollywood Pictures Backlot Superstar Steps in Time. Steps in Time. But that was no, in the no, that, no, no, that was inside the theater. That's Kate, not Chase it. and Finale, Lights, Camera, Chaos. That's it. Lights, Camera, Chaos. Huh. That's the name that, of the show. That was the name of the show in the finale scene to it. Just. Oh yeah, that's where they would slam doors and crap, right? Exactly. And they would it was fall just, out. Okay, yeah. It was just a fun. I mean, it it didn't have it doesn't doesn't have any of the staying power of some of the songs we've mentioned so far, but it just was really a fun, real interactive type uh, music. And the fact that it, just like Stomp, the performers themselves were using everyday type, you know, doors and trash jumping cans, up yeah. and down, jumping up and yeah, the trash cans and jumping up and down on the uh, overhead uh, uh, catwalks. That that was adding to the percussion of the music. It was just very fun and brought you into the show, especially at the finale. It just it was like, and I only saw it a couple times, but I still remember it. It was just a really good fun show. So, I will put that in my maybe not my top ten, but definitely honorable mention list. All right. Well, I didn't think I was going to do this, but I'm going to have to say believe ah fireworks believe now i like remember i think remember is a much better fireworks show but how much of remember is original music and how much of it is attraction audio right yeah um which is funny because a lot of the you know like all the pirates attraction audio you don't hear it anymore <laughs> the, <laughs> The attraction audio from Pirates that they played during Remember doesn't exist in the attraction anymore. Oh yes, yes, yes. Um. So yeah, but but I think Believe, ha which was originally written for the fiftieth anniversary. If I no, Remember correctly. was a fiftieth. Believe was for forty-five. Was that forty-five? Yeah, Believe was a more complete fireworks soundtrack as far as I'm concerned. More original music. Right. You're right. So you're right. You're right. So I like uh, 
you could take that wishes crap and just ugh. yeah that's right i i get the uh too confused because believe like you said 45 that was the year 2000 and that yes. was the opening of the new resort or just on the eve of the opening of the new resort with the new parks and everything else at disneyland while remember came out five years later for the 50th, 50th. or four years later and all that those four years are just one big blur to me yeah well the one big blur to lots of people richard so don't feel bad um so yeah believe i'm you know it's original and the holiday yeah, that, variant that, that, that was a good one and the holiday well again it's not necessarily original music but yeah, I believe it was definitely good. But there, there, there's another one there uh, that goes into what I was talking about with uh, Golden Dreams. That was the one that irritated me the most, was in Believe back in 2000. They felt, for whatever reason, obligated that they had to put words to part of the, part of the music on that show. And on a fireworks show, Pyrotechnics... I don't think you need words. You have the visual, the stunning visuals of the fireworks going off in the sky, and you just need the synchronized music going to it. You don't need words. Correct. And I think the words, especially when you're dealing with foreign guests that don't understand what the words are anyways, just kind of confuses the issue. Well, it's, so. again, it's a more pedestrian approach to music is if you have to have words to it, you're right. So. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm one... That likes I like music that doesn't necessarily have words because then it transcends language. It's a, music itself is a language that everybody can speak, no matter what. Uh, well, within reason. There are a few people that don't understand music, but and I hey. feel bad for them. Yeah, well, you know, their life is empty. Um, yes. That's ten, by the way. Is that ten? Yeah. Fantastic so, uh, Mansion, Soren, Small World, Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow, Golden Dreams, which is just one dream, actually, right? Space yeah. Mountain, Dick Dale, Lights, Camera, Chaos, Burrow, Codown, and Believe. Yeah. And, you know, we mentioned, it, or I should say uh, it was mentioned, would we put the Tiki Room in there? That definitely has to be right there in the lineup, uh, even though we might have left it off of our top ten list, that it's, again... Small World, uh, Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. Tiki Room is a a very uh, central part of Disneyland yeah. lore. We didn't even say pirates either. <laughs> well, we kept we kept jumping around it. Yeah, yeah. We kept jumping around it, and I think uh, that I I look at pirates more as a happy accident, uh, at more so than being a great great song it's a very memorable song um but i think it was there more as a happy accident i think even uh x would say the same thing it was more of a happy accident song than really designed to be something that was m most memorable um unlike you know again I, if i remember correctly the tiki room was also sherman brothers uh, uh, i don't know I can't answer. I, th I think I think the I think the basic song, tiki 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 room. It's the tiki 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 where the flowers sing and the birdies croon. 
No, it's again backwards. Birdies sing the, and the Where the birds croon. sing words and the flowers croon. Okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm, I'm dyslexic when it comes to songs. What can I say? So you can't go on, don't forget the lyrics. <laughs> That's absolutely the truth. <laughs> have you watched that show? Yes, I have. Oh, okay. So then you know Wayne, it's a waste of time. Wayne Brady, ex-cast member. Or as he puts it, once a cast member, always a cast member, because you're always coming back to Disney one way or the other. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he uh, did a show for uh, the. He did a show for us a couple of years ago for the. Um, yeah, awards banquet for the 15, 20, 25 year, so on down the line awards, and he was the. Uh, entertainment that night and he talked a little bit about growing up in florida and working at the magic kingdom and then moving on to other things and he says yep i'm a cast member i feel for you i know exactly where you're coming from <laughs> he goes i only lasted a few years for those of you that have lasted more than five i salute you <laughs> oh really yeah so so, yes, once a cast member, and even Steve Martin says that in the movie, once a cast member, always a cast member. Huh. So, so I'm sorry, Mike. You're stuck. Okay. Because I was really worried about that. Yeah, I bet you were. I bet you were <laughs> trembling in your feet. Losing sleep at night, aren't you? Yeah, that's it. <sighs> All right. Is there anything else we want to... So we went went through our songs and um, and yes, you did bring out very good points. There are a number of attractions that do not have quote unquote background music or any music to it. When we were going around, and I was thinking of Big Thunder Mountain and um, oh, uh, Mulholland's well, Mulholland's Madness is a waste of time, anyways. I'm sorry, but I was thinking of a number of the. Uh, fast rides, the coaster rides that do not have background music or theme music to them. But I think, as you mentioned, with Space Mountain, when you put the proper music to it, it can add a whole another yeah. added dimension to the attraction. And I will stand by my original statement that does music play a part in attractions? Popularity. Yes. Remember, the popularity a, of attractions. Yes. Yes, a huge part. It's the type. Of, one of the things is it's the type of thing that, as you go home, as that whole other dimension, you'll be humming that tune. Or you might hum that tune later on, and it makes you remember the ride, even if you're, uh, um, you know. I, I, one of the songs that kept coming to my mind when we were talking about it was the old Swiss Family Treehouse, the music that was always playing up in the Swiss Family Treehouse. Swiss Capolka. Swiss Capolka. You listen to it, and it suddenly brings the memories back of how that whole treehouse used to be when it was the Swiss Family Treehouse. Uh, you just start humming the words to "It's a Small World." You remember the whole attraction. So it adds a huge dimension to it. 
Okay, enough on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. I was reading. You were. Yeah, you're I was being trying. rude and you're reading while I'm trying to make a very serious statement here. You know, I don't talk seriously too often on the show, although some people say I'm too serious on the show. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, there, I was reading that I was reading that one comment on the forums to where my jokes still come off cold and flat. I don't think they're cold and flat. Flat maybe, but done with incredible warmth. They're 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 very <laughs> funny. They're very yeah. funny jokes. Yeah, okay. You just have to be there. Is that what it is? That's it. Okay. All right. So uh, you guys uh, walk uh, into a bar. No, sorry, I won't go into that one. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, is there any kind of wrap up? Uh, any way to tie this up neat, nice and neat with a bow somehow? Nice and neat with a bow somehow? Probably not. And it should be mentioned, you know, we were limited to Disneyland there in. I mentioned Epcot Center has awesome music. Or did I mention? I mentioned that before the show. Um, Epcot Center has awesome music. Love the music that's over at Epcot Center. Um, definitely adds to it. I'm going to throw that jab in there too real quick. Okay. Okay. Um, is there anything, anything else that we should mention on things? We, we're going to be doing... Oh, good. Uh... I'm glad you brought it up. You know, we need to resurrect the the concept of earning your DF wings. We had touched yep. on that. Yes. We had touched on that in the summer or early summer about you know uh, shortly after, or was it me? My might have been all the way back at Mount uh, Westfest time, but we're talking about how to earn your DF wings. And when we feel that someone has earned their DF wings, we would we would when they. Give up that DF moment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we need to we need to put that back on the front burner and get the DF wings uh, designed finalized. and finalized and uh, approved by the FAA and the CAA. And see if we can. I don't know if we get some made, but and the CYA. We'll at least, we'll at least get the uh, get the concept out there. Because yeah, that would be. A double R L. A double R L. Yeah, amateur radio relay league. I don't know why. It just sounded like a good people. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring that. Try to bring that back. Um, other than that, uh, maybe a fresh appeal for more show ideas. I mean, we can. Or or just flat out questions. Even if you don't, even if you don't think it's an idea. You know, this is kind of like Seinfeld, where we can take a subject that's absolutely nothing and expand upon it because, well, that's our knowledge base. Nothing. nothing. <laughs> so, um, so if you just have a question that you just want to have answered, like, you know, how many boats are in Small World? How many boats are in Small? Oh, I told you I saw the new boats on the last show, yes, right? Yes. 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 Very cool looking boats. That's going to look really neat. Um, I guess those like kind I said, of questions, they, or they, they, they look they look they reminded me a lot of pirate boats i thought they were pirate they, they're they're still a little smaller than the pirate boats but i and they're the bright colors they're not the dull wood like the pirates have theirs but 
uh, I thought they were kind of pirate boats that were just kind of like in a uh, base state when you're just using the regular fiberglass before you put all the touches on them. And then I realized they're all st stacked up. These are the boats that are going to be going over to Small World. So, very cool looking. I saw cool. uh, Monorail Orange in the roundhouse. Okay, what about... I, I Okay, I've been to Disneyland... Three times, four times since they've officially cleared the new monorails for use, and I've never yet seen them on the track. Only, only one has been, or excuse me, blue is now cleared for use. Okay, red so and blue are allowed for I have, use now. I have not, never ever seen red on the track since it, it was cleared for use. Okay. I've seen you pictures of see it. it. You have to see it in the early morning hour. You have to see it in the evening. Because they take it off the track at when the it gets heat hot. of the day. Okay, so what is so when what's the one that's wrapped? Is that purple? The old purple? That's the old purple that still has yeah, okay. the uh the wrapping. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when that thing dies, does you have no monorail in the daytime? Which officially it has several times over. I mean that that thing looks like a rolling death trap. No, I mean, it's not that bad. Oh come on. It's still it, oh, it looks like crap. They're not really taking care of it. Yeah, it looks it looks run down. Yes, when that monorail breaks down during the day, which it has several times, they have there no monorail. Monorails on the track, correct? That's that's dumb. Well, I was talking not, to not that you, people. Not that you can do anything about it, but it's friggin' stupid. I was talking to some people, and supposedly they are spending millions of dollars, as Carl Sagan would say, millions and millions of dollars on a redesigned window that they will take the current windows out of these new trains and put a new window in that you can bring roll, down. Roll down? That will roll down. Well, not roll down, but yeah, slide down. So that you can open the windows up and get the air in like you can on the old purple train. So that is in the works. When that will take place, who knows? Uh, it's one of those many, you know, when it happens, it happens. We'll see it then. That's just wrong. That whole thing pisses me off. All well, right. when when you put the monorail on the track and you put and you try bringing it out of the roundhouse and it can't make the first turn because you're dragging everything across, that tells you something's wrong because your measurements were all off. It's like the old saying, you know, are we measuring metric or standard? One side's measuring one way and the other side's measuring the other way, and you end up sending the space probe into the atmosphere and crash landing on Mars. Remember that one? <laughs> the, the old Mars Pathfinder? I think it was the Pathfinder. One group of science were, scientists were using... Uh, my dog's chasing flies. One group of scientists were using uh, miles and miles per hour. The other group of science, t scientists were using kilometers and kilometers and um, meters per second. And they gave each other the formulas, and they ended up sending the spacecraft hurtling into the planet instead of landing it on the planet. Nice. Yeah. Your tax dollars at work. Well, you know, at least let's hope they learn something from it. Yeah. Uh, right. Halloween, Halloween is in full swing at Disneyland. Mansion oh, yes, Halloween is, time, you know, yeah. The, the big pumpkin is on Christmas tree point. Uh, Orange bunting everywhere. Candy corn yep. looking bunting everywhere. Yeah. yeah. 
Hi, I'm like sad, added again there over at California Adventure eating the candy corn at Candy, candy corn, corn Acres. Yeah. Um, watching all the neat little things go up. So, and we have the uh, Halloween Halloween parties coming up. I think this next week is the first Halloween parties coming up. Oh, so. Mickey's Halloween treat. Exactly. So, fun times. Hopefully, I'll get to see some of them. I'm 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 relegated into an office nowadays. I, I get to. I, I gotta say, today was not bad. I had air conditioning. So. Hey, you know that's always an, that's always a plus, when it's hot yes. outside. Yes. Not whoop dog got it. Stupid dog. Come here, dog. Don't go all Jack Wagner on us now. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard use that. It, use it. Use it with uh, great pride. You've heard that. You've heard that bit, right? Yes. Where Jack the, Wagner's well, all angry at his dogs well, as he's trying to record stuff. Oh no, I haven't heard that one. Oh my oh, gosh, I, someone has that where it's, it's you know he's he's recording spots right or whatever, right. um, and and the dogs start one of the, some dogs starts growling or they're fighting or something and he starts swearing at the dogs. Oh, and he, he's like opens the door and calls his wife to come get the stupid dogs out of the studio. It's hilarious. No, I was I was thinking of the uh, most useful word in the yeah English yeah language. no no not that no not that. Uh, no, I'll have to listen for that one. I have to find that for you, dog. I'll have to listen for that one. No, what's happening is I'm I'm in the new studio here in Anaheim, the new Anaheim studio that's still under construction, but it's working pretty well right now. And I'm watching the dog through the sliding glass door chasing after flies. And, of course, you know, the flies are going to go right up to the windows. And what's the stupid dog do? He chases them right up to where he's launching onto the brand new curtains. And he's about ready to rip the curtains off the uh, curtain rod. So crashing into like... the... <laughs> Anyways. All right. Well, then let's, let's, uh, let's wrap it up so you can go deal with your doggy problem and... Oh, he's 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 having a good time right now. He's he's having dinner finally. Okay. So. Okay, yeah, I guess All it's right. time to wrap it up. We're we're talking about enough shaggy dog stories here, so. Okay. So, yeah, you know, send us uh send us email, questions, show ideas, we don't care. Mike at micecast.com, shaft at micecast.com. And uh, you know, we'll uh we'll keep plugging away. And and keep it going. Keep right. those cards and letters going, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Say good night, okay. Mike. Good night, Mike.
just one moon and one golden sun And a smile means friendship to everyone Though the mountains divide and the oceans are wide It's a small world after all 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 It's a small, small world It's a world after a world out It's a world of things and a world of being There's so much that we share that is time We're aware it's a small world A small world Tombstones quake. Happy haunts materialize. And begin to vocalize. Grin bringing ghosts come out to socialize. Now don't close your eyes and don't try to hide. For a silly spook may sit by your side. Shrouded in a dark disguise. They pretend to terrorize. Grin bringing ghosts come out to socialize. As the moon climbs high over the dead oak tree, Spooks arrive for the midnight street. Creepy creeps with eerie eyes, Start to shriek and harmonize. Grim bringing ghosts come out to socialize. When you hear the knell of a requiem bell, where Restless bones etherialize. Lies as spooks of every size. <laughs>
I wish I never had to leave this magical place. Do you believe in the magic of dreams? That if you wish upon a shooting star with all your heart, dreams really do come true? Then join us on a journey where shimmering stardust will tug at your dreams and encourage you to look to the sky and make a wish. Starlight, star bright, first star I see tonight, I wish I may, I wish I might, have the wish I wish tonight. Stars are out where dreams are born And fairy tales come true No matter who you are There's magic in the stars Reaching out to you There's magic in the stars Magic
Welcome to the General Electric Carousel of Progress. Now, most carousels just go round and round without getting anywhere. But on this one, at every turn, we'll be making progress. And progress is not just moving ahead. It's dreaming and working and building a better way of life. Progress is the sound of a motor, the hum of a turbine, the heartbeat of a factory, the sound of a symphony, the roar of a rocket. Progress is people getting released from drudgery gaining more time to enjoy themselves and live richer lives. And as long as man dreams and works and builds, this progress will go on in your life and mine. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow And tomorrow's just a dream away Man has a dream and that's the start He follows his dream with mind and heart And when it becomes a reality It's a dream come true for you and me So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away there's a great the start he follows his dream with mind and heart and when it becomes a reality it's a dream come true for you and me so there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day there's a great big beautiful tomorrow just a dream away It's a dream come true for you and me So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream 
there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day there's a great big beautiful tomorrow and tomorrow's just a dream away a dream and that's the start he follows his dream with mind and heart when it becomes a reality it's a dream come true for you and me so there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day there's a great big beautiful tomorrow just a dream away
normal imagination, huh? <laughs>